flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. I'd like to welcome Christy Usher with us today. It's really exciting because this is a new topic we're going to talk about, uh, well, what you do, uh, traditional medicine. So thank you for joining us on Flourishing Families podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much, daughter, for having me. It's thanks. a real um, nice surprise when you called up and invited me. Oh, great. Well, I can't wait to hear. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who are you and, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner. Um, I work in Adamstown. And, um, and yeah, I've been practicing... Since 2009, however, I only moved to Newcastle um, last year from Germany, actually. So, spent some time there with my two children, my husband, and um, and recently returned to Australia. Okay. So, something I often find people a bit confused. Uh, they they don't really know what 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 is Chinese medicine. You don't look very Chinese to me. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, yeah, good question. It's always a tricky one to summarize, but um, Chinese medicine is basically a holistic form of medicine, um, thousands of years old. So we're looking at basically around as old as Ayurvedic medicine. Um, and its primary focus is to bring about balance in the body from a holistic perspective. So we concern ourselves mostly with the balance between yin and yang and um, and the free flow of qi um, in the body. So qi is often translated as vital source of energy or energy um, and that circulates around the body in the main meridians um, and transports qi and blood and body fluids to all the organs um, in the body, basically. And when that flows smoothly, then we have um, harmony or lots of balance and, and we thrive. And, and when there's an obstruction, we can experience pain, um, emotional um, stress or discomforts. Um, yeah, so our primary focus is to bring about that balance and remove those obstructions when we work. Just gently... Um, and yeah, in a nice smooth way. That, that sounds that sounds so beautiful. I, I love the word harmony. Yeah, uh, because that, that's that's what we need: the harmony between the physical and the emotional, and we need the two sides of the body and all that. It's, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, and and I think one of the beauties of Chinese medicine is that it brings back into play the connectedness or the interconnectedness of our us as beings with with nature, as the yeah. microcosm of something that's greater, the macrocosm. And, um, and trying to bring about balance between whether it be the seasons or um, the changes. So, so when we move into winter, when that energy starts contracting and, you know, not many vegetables, the root vegetables are the main things in Australia. We're much luckier, obviously, than in the Northern Hemisphere. But, um, but basically, that's the energy. And in summer, it's very expanding energy. And, um, and just trying to align ourselves a little bit better with that process is difficult as it is in this day and age of technology and racing around and yeah. working and doing everything. Yeah, so you really have to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah I think put it... Put a stop to it. Yeah, yeah, it makes a huge difference. So yeah. I guess we try and work, you know, with people, meet them where they're at, Great. but also just try and help them to make little tweaks just to make their life more comfortable. It makes the world of difference. Excellent. So, yeah. Now, you say you, you help um, remove uh, interferences or balance interferences. What, what are the, the tools that you use to do that? Okay, so um, when someone comes in for a Chinese medicine consultation, um, first of all, there's a comprehensive um, consultation where we go through all the signs and symptoms or things that are bothering them, um, which is, you know, about the whole body. So we're looking at all different aspects, so a very holistic approach. Um, and 
Then after looking at their tongue and pulse to reach a diagnosis, we use tools such as acupuncture, which is one of the most commonly known ones in Chinese medicine. Yes. Um, Chinese herbal medicine um, is another one. And then there's some other tools that we can use, such as cupping. You might have heard of cupping. Gua sha is very popular all over the internet at the moment for okay. for um, facial rejuvenation. Oh, right. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, right. I might have to have a consultation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and also moxa is a big one. So I use moxa quite a lot. Moxibustion is a herb that we burn um, in combination with acupuncture, depending okay. on the constitution of the individual, to to help bring about balance and remove obstruction or to tonify um, when there's a deficiency. Excellent. Yeah. So do you have a, a particular group of people that you feel more passionate about helping? Yeah. So I have a real passion um, with women's health and, and supporting women and their families. Um, so through menstrual health to find balance in a menstrual cycle, whether it be often it's pain, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Um, and discomforts associated with menstruation, but then also moving into preconception care, um, pregnancy and postpartum support. Um, however, in that, in the preconception care, there's often natural fertility support. So people that might have been trying for a while um, that come to see me or, um, or couples or women undergoing IVF. So um, we can use acupuncture and Chinese medicine to help a wide range of people. Okay. Yeah, and you have a little bit of background in in that whole pre, not preconception, but conception and birth care. Yeah. So after finishing my studies, I was always very passionate about birth. From a young age, it fascinated me. And yes. um, I remember a friend's mum was a midwife, and I remember asking her. I don't know, as a young teenager, can I go do a birth? Yeah, <laughs> I, was yeah. just, I just thought it was so fascinating. And after studying Chinese medicine, um, my passion for supporting women during pregnancy grew, and I actually enrolled to study midwifery. However, logistically, that didn't work out, and I went on to do doula training in 2011. So, um, yeah, my practice back then really became about supporting women. Um, and then, obviously, I was at, I was ready to have my own children and yes. in 2013. I think I had a lot of skills and knowledge in order yes. to go about my own pregnancies yeah, in a definitely. in a nice way, a holistic way. So yeah. So do you still practice, if that's what it's called, doula uh, support? No, or? at the moment I'm not offering yeah. direct doula support, um, but I do help women. Um, you know, with tools. So if a woman comes to see me during pregnancy, um, you know, acupuncture can be wonderful, like chiropractic, for a lot of the symptoms or unwanted side effects of pregnancy that yeah. are uh, discomforts, yeah. um, nausea, fatigue, um, back pain is probably, yeah, you know, yeah. something oh, you see. Yeah, that list, right. <laughs> yeah, the list is, can be long. Yeah. Um, and then pre-birth acupuncture is a big one. So women often, are, they haven't come during pregnancy and they might call up and, and want to come and for the last four weeks so there's been some research around acupuncture um, to help reduce medical intervention and cool. reduce the need for induction and cesarean um, having acupuncture in those four weeks leading up to the, the due date so um, yeah that's and, great to know yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. I love to help women um, give them the tools from my doula training obviously to help them have a smoother birth and, and bring awareness around acupressure I'm not sure if you used acupuncture or in acupressure for pregnancy or something that you're aware of yeah, yeah no we, we don't we, we use other types of techniques but they probably 
target the same pathways but in a different way. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to education as well. Absolutely. Yeah, some yeah. women come in and they haven't even thought about their birth and I try and give them the tools to help their partner or their birth support person get involved as well if they don't have a doula or a midwife. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. So you really care, draw so. on all your your education and all your previous yeah. experience that's, that's yeah excellent. that's right yeah yeah yep. uh, so something that i often uh, often hear in my practice is that people of women come in and you know they do on thursday and they're like oh i'm off to see the acupuncturist to get my birth started oh yes. yeah so yeah, it's that's something a big that, one. yeah i find that hilarious really it's like well uh, could have gone a little bit before yes that is something that i find also quite interesting and um you know people have uh, well practitioners chinese medicine practitioners have a few different views on this some people would love to treat someone and say oh you're going to labor tonight and and yeah. that was all me yeah. um however i like to think that you know i think when the baby's ready you know and the body's yeah. ready things will happen um unfortunately it comes down to often pressure from um you know the medicalized um, birth team and the induction that's booked in or due and um and and that's when we try and crank things up a bit because obviously um we want to try and avoid that for the cascade or domino effect of interventions that can take place so um, but yes, unfortunately, but it is um, quite often women do just call and say yeah. they want an induction. Yeah. <laughs> but there are still things we can do, oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it's very popular for, for that. Uh, so you also mentioned fertility as a as a big one of your passions. Yes. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so this is a really big one. Um, it really depends um, what women and their partners need or are looking for. Some women contact me, might be in their early 20s, and they're thinking about children already, and that's awesome. That's a great place to start. They're young and they're fit, and um, and then we go down the natural fertility support um, route. However, there are people that might have received a diagnosis um, from a medical professional and um, it's about breaking that down and seeing where, you know, as a Chinese medicine practitioner, we can bring in some more holistic care in order to bring that balance in the body. So um, sometimes there's some tests they have or the doctor says they're going through early menopause and yeah, there's usually a lot that we can do. So, um, it, yeah, it, with Chinese medicine, um, yeah, ideally it's great to see both men and women, um, nine, at least three months before they start trying to conceive. So preconception care comes into a lot, um, for setting up for a healthy pregnancy, healthy baby, healthy birth. Um, and then moving on to help regulate cycles and hormones and yeah, from the Western. So in, I mean, I, I know I'm probably asking a silly question, but in your experience, you find that um, some of the more common diagnoses with regards to infertility, um, uh, polycystic um, ovary yes. issues and endometriosis, mm-hmm. um, is that something that potentially is, is I mean, I, I know you can never say, yes, we can treat those things, yes. but you know, do you find that there's a way of creating better um, better balance and better outcomes for, for women who are unfortunately in that situation? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, I think that, you know, I guess the world we live in these days, people are looking for a quick fix. Um, so 
Um, I guess it often comes down to how much time people want to give. Chinese medicine is a holistic system of medicine, as you know, with chiropractic. It's not, you know, you can feel better after one treatment. Acupuncture can relax you and you feel great. Yeah. But um, but treating something like um, polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis, it can be a longer road. And, um, and Chinese medicine, a great analogy of Chinese medicine is that you know, um, I like the story of the, the there's a square table and um, and the Western the the table really wants to be a round table and yeah. the Western medicine practitioner would come along and they'd cut off the corners, give it a little sand and okay, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be nice and quick, but it wouldn't be quite nice and round. No. And the Chinese medicine practitioner will come along and, and slowly just start to sand, sand back those corners and at the end you have a really nice smooth table. However, it takes a lot longer. Yes. I know table and fertility that's an interesting one <laughs> however it can be a nice analogy to just I, I love explain the visual how, <laughs> how Chinese medicine works yeah. um yeah. yeah so I guess what what I hear you say that uh healing takes time and exactly, when, when you are yeah. creating harmony in a system uh you can't just yeah take the well I shouldn't say that you can't take the quick pill and then you know you get the results straight away you may get the results straight away but it doesn't create healing it just removes your symptom and that That's exactly right, yeah. And Chinese medicine concerns itself mostly with the root cause of the problem and an individualized treatment plan, as as do things like chiropractic and other forms of natural medicine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you're talking about the rebalancing of hormones after after birth. Um, So we're looking at uh, periods coming back, or are you looking at um, oxytocin levels for breastfeeding? I'm I'm asking, just because you threw it out as a flipping thing, I'm just wondering where you... I guess postpartum support, especially in those early days, there's a lot of changes and demands on the woman. So there might be extreme fatigue, um, postnatal depression or anxiety is a big one that we can help with, um, and also any breastfeeding concerns. So there's um, insufficient milk supply. Um, it can be a great time to to reach out before going down any, um, you know, sometimes it's necessary, but but it can be a great place to start in order to try mm. and find some harmony with that cycle. It's huge change, huge demand on the body. Often there is a lot of um, deficiency in qi and the blood, as we, we say in Chinese medicine, and um, a great time to build ourselves back up. Um, and yeah, Chinese medicine concerns itself also with that golden month, which in traditional cultures was such a big thing. So the, the month or the 40 days after birth where you're at home and everyone waits on you and brings you your food and you don't get up. <laughs> yeah, it would be lovely. Yeah, unfortunately we are, but I guess, um, honoring that time, you know, and the investment that is for future health and the importance of that. I think awareness around postpartum care is growing. I've seen it myself more yes. recently which is wonderful um but yeah i think for the health of our women um in in the future it's a real big one so, yeah, yeah yeah so i realize of course that you're now talking to you know a, a group of women but if you're looking at that postpartum mum mm-hmm. um what do you have any particular advice that you would give her in uh in maybe what she can do at home to Uh, create more chi or to create more harmony Um, something that would be be useful uh, for everybody 
Yeah. So I suppose as we just said, talking about that rest, rest is really important. So allowing your body enough time to heal and and not trying to get back to that bikini body or whatever, which I think hopefully is going a little bit more out of fashion than it used to be. Um, and the other thing, another big thing is diet. Um, so, you know, I guess in that pregnancy stage when you're preparing for birth, you know, if it's you preparing your meals, you know, get your freezer full of really nourishing whole foods um, um, that are going to help nourish you after baby comes and also takes away a lot of the stress Um, but in terms of Chinese medicine um, a real big one is mother warming so this is usually a few days after birth if there's no infection obviously or um, there's no fever or any other complications Um, moxibustion is a herb that we used to burn um, and over particular meridians um, in the conception vessel for example um, and the governing vessel and yeah that can be instructed from your Chinese medicine practitioner about how to do that from home it's great if your partner can do it and how to yeah. use the moxibustion to do that often it's a little bit too early to leave the house as we're saying it's better yes. to stay home yes. um, but yeah and again it just depends so what if you can get out to do something for yourself like have an appointment um, with your acupuncturist or you know do something mm. holistic for your health um, yeah. and then go back home and rest um, so, so the moxibustin, uh, the, the burning, what, what I actually don't the know, herb, what yeah. Yeah, the herb that you're burning, uh, is that is that what creates relaxation, <laughs> or does it create contraction, or what? What? what, um, what so it it's do? a warming of the. Um, the reproductive organs. Oh, oh, so, so it's actually the uterus, a physical thing. It's yeah. not actually the smell of the. the it's it's moxibustion. not the smell. No, people don't really know on what level of moxibustion, moxibustion works. It's also something we use a lot for breech, turning breech babies. Oh, um, no. Yeah, where research has shown they yeah. that um, more babies will have more movements and will oh, end up turning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a little bit of the uh, a mystery still because yeah. not enough research has been done on moxa. Um, however, it's a very nourishing and warming treatment to help um, help nourish the woman postpartum. So, oh, fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that you know your Chinese medicine practitioner can can instruct and give you the tools and explain to you how your support person can can administer that from home. Yeah, yeah. So you keep mentioning the support person. Yes. Uh, yeah, which is so important, obviously, mm. through. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough job with a brand new baby, but it's also a tough job with the exhaustion through pregnancy. Mm. Um, do you have any, uh, again, we're looking at overall advice. Is there anything that you would say to the support person that being a partner or a, you know, a parent or a friend or, or whoever is someone's uh, support person through um, pregnancy? Is there anything that you can think of that might be great advice other than, you know, don't push yourself? Uh, yeah so I mean this is also quite tricky because sometimes women are going uh, you know having pregnancy completely on their own and they don't have support Mm -hmm. um but yeah I guess it it really depends so I guess just supporting supporting the woman as best you can for her decision and her choices around around that time um but yeah that's that's a really good question that I haven't really thought too much about because everyone's so different um and you know in the way whether it's a partner husband you know whoever it is you know parents or whatever Mm -hmm. um it really depends on the culture they're coming from and it is often me talking to the pregnant so the pregnant woman is the one that's presenting herself in my practice usually and i'm telling her you need to take this home you need to give it to your support person or your partner to read this is not for you because often that woman will take it home and and do the reading and do all the work and it's the same we see the same with 
fertility. Yeah. So it's usually 99% of the time it's the woman coming in, but it's 50-50. It yeah. takes, you know, 50% from the man, 50 from the woman in yeah. order to create that healthy baby. Um, but, yeah, it's about it, it takes two and, yeah. and it takes a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was actually what I... I guess I was sort of looking at when asking that question yeah, because right. that whole um, uh, you know list of requirements that we almost seem to get in our heads when we are when we are pregnant. It's like oh, okay, we're going to do this good today, we're going to mm. take this class, we're going to take that class, yes. uh, and I find that there is not so much room for the individuality in mm. in the journey. Yeah, uh, and I guess what I was really keen to hear is that whole thing of the communication between the support person yes. and the pregnant mom as in what what can I do to help? Yeah. Because it is it is often quite simple what is needed, but it's different for yeah, for sometimes yeah. it's like, could you please just do the dishes? Mm. Uh, and for for others, it could be, I I really just need you to hold me. Yeah. Or for others, again, it's like, can you just get out of my face? Yes. You, know, you know, I just yeah. I just need a little bit of breathing space. Mm. Um, but I think we 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 have this mental image of what help is, mm. um, and we forget that there's actually a person that sits in the middle that's doing the heavy work and that might have a different opinion yeah and I guess just um you know emphasizing the fact that it's okay to ask for help and and I think especially in that postpartum time when your friend comes around it's not you who's just given birth making the cup of tea and welcoming them to your home you know if you are visiting a woman that's just had a baby you know what can I do you know pick up the rubbish and do it without asking pick up the broom sweep the floor you know just just get in there and help and um it doesn't have to be big but it makes the world difference yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that that I guess is more you know slightly off tangent here uh I often find that we focus so much on that first baby Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, oh, this is going to happen after, and it is, it is the most amazing journey in the world. Mm-hmm. But baby number two, we have you, you're used to it. There's much less focus on the exhaustion that I think um, the second pregnancy, uh, you know, because your toddler is, if you have a toddler, of course, um, but often there's a toddler, a very busy little one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you have some sort of you know hormonal. Uh, challenges, you know, you're exhausted, you're fatigued, uh, but you're a little bit more expected to put up with it because you've been there, you've done that. Do you have any uh, thoughts or any advice or any suggestions for the mum that might be hormonally really challenged at that time, uh, whether it's pregnancy or birth, that's up to you? Yeah, so I suppose um, I try and educate women that are having their first baby about really taking care of that um, first, after that first pregnancy, that postpartum time, how important it is. Because I think after the first child, most of us bounce back quite quickly. Our pelvic floor can be quite strong still, and we don't experience issues. And we go about things kind of, we try and get our old lifestyle back a little bit and yeah. try and just make it work, but with a baby. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, first of all, um, having, you know, seeing a, a physiotherapist have your pelvic, the women's health specialist have your pelvic floor checked is a really big one. Um, and also just making sure you nourish yourself and really find balance before you, you um, have your second pregnancy yeah. um, or think about it because I think that's often missing. It's really uh, women, you know, pregnant very quickly after having their first often and that creates a very deficient base to, 
to grow a baby and then recovery a lot more challenging yeah. basically so I think um, yeah working with your um, health practitioners and and support people people that you reach out to whether it's chiropractic Chinese medicine um, or a team usually it takes a team of yeah. practitioners to come together and and just really trying to you know build yourself up to be that best version of yourself um, to prevent um, those problems later on I think there's a lot of work we can do with that yeah, yeah, yeah. in that area uh, and any last, as we're finishing up our little chat here, anything else that you think uh, is an important message for, for for your ideal client or now we've sort of focused on pregnancy and, and birth, anything? Yeah, well, I think um, Chinese medicine has something to offer everyone. So um, although I do a lot of work with women's health, you know, I see people with all sorts of things, whether it's pain or um, migraines is a big one and um, a wide range of conditions. And, and sometimes people just come for maintenance, so preventative healthcare like chiropractic, mm. um, seeing someone and checking in as the seasons change and, you know, there are changes our body has as the sun gets up later, uh, as it's now getting darker, <laughs> um, you know, and the food changes as well. Um, we respond to that and, um, and there's always, you know, a little tweak that can be done in order to find that balance and harmony yeah. um, and to live our best life, basically. Excellent. <laughs> feel great. That's what, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah. And Christy, tell us, um, how, how can our listeners uh, find you? Where, where are you? Yeah, so I'm working in a clinic in Adamstown on Glebe Road. Um, and yeah, I have a website, christyusher.com.au. Um also .com. It's a bit complicated at the moment. Um, but, yeah, you can have a look and, and just get in touch if you're unsure whether or not you want to yeah. um, start a journey with Chinese medicine. And are you on social media at all? I am. I'm on Instagram, so Christy Usher Acupuncture, and also on Facebook. I think it's... Christy Usher Acupuncture Newcastle. Oh. I don't really know. <laughs> but the good thing there. is that you have a name that's recognisable. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate you sharing with our listeners. But, yeah, uh, thanks so much for having yeah. me, daughter. It was fun chatting. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Family Chiropractic or the host. Brought to you by Family Chiropractic Centre, Charlestown. Serving the families in Newcastle. Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.